I'm Madeleine and you're in the loop. For this episode of The Loop Club, we interviewed music mogul Darkest Beast OBE, the Executive Vice President of Warner Music UK. We spoke about the internet's impact on the music industry, working with Amy Winehouse and so much more. To start off, I've watched a few interviews of yours and I kind of want to start at the beginning of like your career and in your interview with DJ Target, you mentioned that you're a runner. How did you go from running races to like running? record labels. Well, that was really good because there are actually three types of running in that scenario where I was actually middle distance runner when I was a kid across country. And then I became a runner, which would be another word for an assistant or a tea person, makes tea, then running the record company. So yeah, I, I loved how you set that one up. I went from running races to running the, the record company. Did you have a moment where you were like, this is what I want to do? Like how did you get into the industry per se? Yeah, there was there was a there was a moment where I said this is what I want to do, but I always had a great relationship with music. I loved music. It kind of I always just as I still say today, it's, it was soundtracking my youth. And my parents had a record collection. Um, you do know what a record is. Yeah, I own many. Good. You'll be surprised how many people that. But um. Yeah, they had an amazing record collection. So from a young age, and because they were into black politics, civil rights, the music I was listening to, and and that was informing me at the time. By the time I even knew, it's kind of like knowing that somewhere like Global exists, and you're like, what a place exists that I can go and learn how to make content and make music, or you go, I'm going to go there. And so there was a moment where I was... I was in a room with lots of people from the music industry and I was like, this is what I want to do. This is how I could fulfill my passion because I was never going to university and being young and black when I grew up, parents probably had a worry of where their kids were going to end up. So, you know, I was, I was lucky that I found what I was passionate about really early. So, um, yeah, I was about, I was 18. I, I was hairdressing, I had a job sweeping hair, uh, washing hair. I was training it to be a colorist, but I think what that did, that just put me around a lot of people in the creative industry, because the salon was up in the West End in Covent Garden, and that's where models, actors, uh, musicians would come in. So I met a couple of people in the music industry, and then I met a guy called Elijah Lincoln, who had signed a couple of big acts at the time, and he was black. And he told me what he did, and I was like, wow, okay. And so that was the kind of start of me realizing that this thing that was called the record, you know, when I'd go to the record shop and buy, I understood that there was a whole process behind that. And that was what the that that was the music business. Going off of that, do you feel that your journey through the music industry was not as smooth sailing being a black man? Well, I started in the music industry in nineteen eighty eight. And I was lucky that I started at a place called Island Records because it, it had a diversity on it, on its roster. And it had diversity in the company in terms of the people that were there. Always could be more, but um, the rooms where I occupied when I first got into the music industry looks so much different to now. In that instance and at that time, you just got to navigate being young and black and realizing what it is to kind of grow up from just hanging out on the street and with your mates and that you're actually in the workplace with people that you've not been in rooms before, with grown-ups, with people that aren't of colour, from different culture. And um, so you've got to navigate that and lose some of that. Um, I'm, but I'm still a kid, excuse and, and and grow up and um, hopefully realise what you want and learn quickly in school. 
being backed with ADHD, you were a problem. And um, uh, they think you're disruptive because it was never diagnosed. So your, your school reports end up looking like, I don't know where this kid's going to end up. So that on top of that and realizing and being able to look back with diagnosis, that's a double navigation of, of, a, of a double whammy. People with that diagnosis have stuff to offer. They just have to be managed in a different way. So um, I was navigating some stuff that I didn't even really understand and meant that in my head, I thought I maybe have to work three times as hard. So I think you have to have a, a, a tough skin and a resilience, being a person of color, being a woman, presenting differently. You know, so as a black man, as a black woman, yeah, as we, as we all appear on the spectrum, uh, we all have the challenges. And even now, there's a certain demographic that was, that they had nothing to moan about, now it has something to moan about because there's a understanding that everybody should be recognised. Building off of um, your point about like going into a room and not many people look like you, and you've mentioned that the industry is more diverse than it was, per se, 30 years ago. What do you think could be done to make it more diverse and make it so there's more people you feel like when they walk into an interview room or a meeting room, they're like, okay, there's other people like me. Like, How do you think that door could be opened wider? You want leadership that recognises the journeys of people from the bottom up and that have had the same challenges. And you want someone in leadership that's come from bottom up and develops and understands the journey um, and um, the frustrations and treat people different how maybe they were treated on how they came up and give people a less frustrating experience of um, uh, trajectory through a, through the company. Yeah, I think once some years have passed and people have kind of had the chance to to grow into to be successful in into leadership. So you have top down and bottom up. Um, my next question is like, I feel like there's a lot of online, there's a lot of information readily available. Like if you want to be a musician, do you have any advice on how to get into the business side, like behind the desk? If you want to get into A&R or publishing or anything like that, how do you recommend Ah, the easiest way, or not the easiest, but you know what I mean. There's no easy way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no easy way. Again, I think it. I think it starts from a place of: Do you love music? What are you passionate about? Um, obviously, you're gonna have to love music if that's the place that you want to work in. But what are you passionate about, and how do you know? Since the invention of the internet, you can pretty much Google anything you want to learn about, or how to, or how can I get into the music industry how can i become this or whatever but the route to the information is is there for everybody so then again it's just about um especially nowadays because uh, we live in it's, it's so democratized and the, the ability for every, anyone to put out music anybody can make a video anybody can wake up and say they're a manager kids young people are putting music out from their bedroom being a manager and finding talent um you know to a point, to a point, most people are A and R people. If you have an opinion about music, or if you hear a new band, you go, "I love this new band," and you say to a friend, "Have you heard this new band?" That's a form of identifying and understanding that something excites you. When I was coming up, you had to work in an all in a in an organisation to learn how to do marketing or be an A and R person or work in promotions. But now the route to market for anybody is easy. You just have to be ambitious do you think like that like the age of the internet has negatively impacted the industry in a way e yes and no again it's again it's given anybody the ability 
not to have to ask for permission to exist, to be themselves, their authentic selves, and um, develop develop a relationship with a fan without a middle person in there getting in the way. They can actually develop a community of fans, but also it gives the ability for anybody to do it and with no curation um yeah no curation basically because and then so it becomes a bit of diy and diy is good to a point but at some point um it needs to be more than diy everybody has a say everybody has an opinion which is a challenge i don't know how many songs a week get released and how many videos get uploaded and how many tiktoks get dropped during the you know it's um it, it's a lot so it's good because with technology and with the passing of time the delivery system changes so before it used to be vinyl then it was cd then it was downloaded now we're we're not even in an ownership model we're in the streaming model so the delivery system changes with 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 technology and time passing but the quality of music shouldn't change the making of music should be exciting shouldn't change uk music export to the world was our soft power and it still should be, um, and we should we should be delivering exceptional artists that that challenge that can go around the world. So you know, for me, it's about the delivery system and technology is one thing, but the art, the craft of of the music should be great. People can make music in their bedroom, which is cool, but um, I think greatness is lost in that record making process. One question that I'm been like. For me personally, you can absolutely like not answer it because it might get a bit sensitive. But Amy Winehouse, mm -hmm. um, massive fan of Amy Winehouse, I must say, and you had quite a large involvement in um, like her career. What was it like working with Amy? Um, you know, there's certain there's certain people that come along in your life that walk in a room and you're like, who is who is that? There are people that have this force of personality there are these people that have a certain empathy and understanding and uh that made her a complex but beautiful human being so for me what was amazing in the very first instance and i go back to my mother's rec my mother and father's record collection from a young age i had an understanding of the voice growing up you know jazz the blues rhythm and blues r and b you kind of knew and understood what voices were so when i heard amy's voice you know i could tie that back to some of the the greats in terms of their how their voice made you feel or you just heard the voice and you knew who it was so i i knew she was special and obviously when you're that special and a complex human being, there's a lot of stuff that comes along with that. But, you know, from, from a human being and, and how that translated into her lyrics and her love and being authentic inside the music she was making was amazing to be around. So I, you know, in terms of being lucky, in terms of the career and success that I've had, you know, being around someone like that in rarely happens. That's once in the blue moon stuff. After that, in terms of um, working with um, artists, especially female solo artists, you know, the bar is, is really high for me. And, um, and that was always a challenge for me personally. And, but luckily I've worked with amazing other people that um, made sure that we had 
worked with art, but we had artists like Florence and the Machine and Sigrid and um, and Ray Black. Uh, so even though I, I had one up there and it was hard for me to kind of go, what matches that? What compares to that? There are other people that I worked with that um, filled that void that I wasn't filling and they were signing some amazing stuff. So um, we were lucky as a label from Amy to Florence and Ray Black and PJ Harvey and Sigrid and Jesse J. I could go on. Thank you so much for joining me today, Darkus. It's been incredible and I'd love to talk for hours and hours and hours. But that is it, I suppose. Very interesting. I hope you guys gain some extra insight into who Darkus is and the industry in general. 